So RD is just going to control the, the segments and stuff. Cool. I guess. It's, he knows the rest. Sort of. <laughs> uh, no, over here, Andy. Over here? Yeah. Well, hello, Internet. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, this special Friday, November 17th of 2017 edition. Big release day. Big release day today. Big release day. Big release day. I'm huge. one of your hosts, huge. R.D. Van Houten. To my right is Mr. Ian Benzman. Howdy, howdy. And then over to my left is the good, the great Andy Bishop. Hey, 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 girlfriend. What's up? How's everybody doing? Uh, well, you guys know I'm dealing with a bout of laryngitis. It sounds like it's getting better. Yeah, you sound much better today. I've been trying not to talk. Well, the doctor said not to talk for three days, and well, he said, what are the possibilities of you not talking for three days? And I kind of just smiled and laughed, and he knew how ridiculous that question was. He's been my doctor and family friend for years, and he said, well, you might want to learn sign language or get a whiteboard. And, uh... About two minutes after I walk into the office, I was bombarded with questions and meetings and blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of taken a little longer than hoped to get my voice back, um, which, if you know me, is a struggle. Uh, I never send a shut up. but uh, It's all good, though. Because, yeah. you know, you've got people around who can proxy speak for you. It's very true. Unnecessary. Yeah. We all like we are like it to talk. We like it to talk. Like it to talk. Like it to talk. So... Like we were saying, big release day. Let's just mm. Battlefront 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2. I actually picked up my copy, uh, was it Tuesday? I, I got the deluxe edition. Ooh. And I'm going to tell you guys this. The the game itself, as far as the story the story mode, we, we actually have a campaign this time. Fantastic. And it's actually a fairly interesting story. I haven't played all the way through it, but so far... Um, it's amazing. You start off as a member of the Empire, mm. uh, and and uh, and it starts right before the Battle of Endor, and moves forward from there. So what happens after the second Death Star explodes? Oh. So it's nice. really really neat, really really interesting. Very cool. I'm quite excited. I'm a, I, as you guys know, I'm a ridiculously giant Star Wars fan. My my house is essentially owned by Disney. Yeah. It, you got you got Marvel. Lots of memorabilia. Lots there. of memorabilia Marvel and Star Wars essentially. Yeah. Other stuff mixed in, but mostly those. Yeah. Now, I will say that, you know, Battlefront, the EA got a little bit of flack, as you all know. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that. Well, so in order to get Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker, you needed a plethora of points. 60,000 to be exact. And they did some calculations, and yes. I can't remember the exact number, but it was either hundreds or thousands of gameplay hours. Either way, it's ridiculous. Yeah, to, to unlock everything. Thousands like to unlock thousands. everything, but hundreds to unlock either Vader or Luke. Didn't, didn't it start out as like, like 40 or 48 60, hours just it, to unlock Vader or something would, like that? It was something in that, that ballpark, but 60,000 points, which made it you know, a microtransaction game where you could you know spend all that time or you could buy the points to get him. 
Now, of course, people on Reddit were totally pissed off about this. And so EA, in their, their brilliance, decided, hey, we're going to stand up for this decision on Reddit. And it, <laughs> the post had become the most downvoted post on the history of Reddit. So wow. EA has lowered the price of those characters uh, down to 15,000 credits or points. Um, but it's still the principle of the thing that right. they screwed up Star Wars Battlefront 1. And and they promised us the world. Hey, we're going to give you free DLC. I, mean, I enjoyed the first one. I I did bit. too. But a lot of the fans, it's it was seen as a failure. Speaking of Star Wars, Last Jedi is two and a half hours. That is that is good. So excited. Cool. That is good. I do understand that EA needs to have some sort of revenue stream coming in so that right. they can pay for updates, pay their uh, developers to create new content for the game. I get it. But it's it's the principle of the thing, that, you know, EA saying, hey, we made these so expensive just so that you would have the ability to be proud of getting these characters. And gamers don't care about that. They just want the characters. They just want the items, the in-game mm-hmm. items. Also, well, you can the, also purchase that stuff, right? That was the problem, you know, because then it became like, well, you know, you have to purchase this and that. And it's just gamers, you know, as a whole, don't like that, right, that you model. Are. Right. They, they want their cake, and they want to eat it, too. We don't mm-hmm. like that freemium shit. Right. Nobody freemium likes gaming, freemium. guy. Right. Yeah, guys. I'll show you how Anybody? it really works. Ah. Mm. Andy is just starting South Park and watching it through. I'm yeah, so, I am. I'm so I'm, jealous. At, I'm, I'm on, on a season random three. Right. I, I'm on season three of South Park. Mm. Um, you know, I realize that it's very smart writing. Oh, very, it's, it's very smart writing for as crass as it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just... It's smart. Well, what else would you expect from the guys who went to the Oscars wearing dresses or high on LSD? And wrote Book of Mormon, yeah. Right. Have you, um, what's your favorite episode so far? Hmm. Of the first three seasons. Well, of the first three seasons, I have a favorite episode, and then I have a favorite episode of, because I've seen pieces after season three as well. Um, I don't know, like, I just watched the, uh, uh, what was that episode? The Civil War episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and a good one. And it was just ridiculous. Schmorsch Just ridiculous, you know. Just... Oh, absolutely. I mean, that show is is the epitome of ridiculous. And it's yeah. it's relevant and it's, now. Yeah, relevant you know. today. No, yeah, absolutely. Very much but, so. But I would have to say uh, either the Startling or the World of Warcraft episode. Oh, the Startling's oh. a great one. Both of those. those... I gotta say, in the first three seasons, while season three has, I mean, they're all great. And you know, season three you have you know Jubilee and Shin Pokemon, Groon Corn's Groovy Cart- oh, yeah, Pirate right. Mystery, and season Shin one has Cartman's Anal Probe and Starvin Marvin. You know, Mr. Hanky, Mecha Streisand was another. Oh well, yeah, that's all season one. one. That's oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, season three, season what? one, season two then, has uh, um, Chef sh- ch- uh, Chocolate Balls, uh, Chocolate Salty Balls. Right. But what I was, have what to was say, the name of the the creature with the celery leg or whatever? Um, Oh, it was like a really nice monster. Oh, it really it's nice um, monster. Oh, no, he didn't have a celery leg. He had a person. He had a person yeah, for a leg. Um, with like Brian oh, Boitano as a leg or something. That's drive like. me no. crazy. What? Oh gosh. Um, if the, I don't if know. only we had some sort of worldwide web of things well, that could tell us. Yeah. Oh, is it? No, it's not the Jack Officer. That's no. a different no. one. Is, is it the one that's in Rainforest? Oh, hi guys. Rainforest. Rainforest? It's uh, the one where the bus. Uh, the bus is gonna like. Well, it, it comes back in it's that It's the episode. second one, though, where they the flashback to the Cartman Gets yeah. an Animal Probe. Mm-hmm. My, my personal favorite Scuzzle of the first... Scuzzlebutt. Scuzzlebutt. There you go. My, my personal favorite of the first three seasons has to be the Succubus episode. Oh, um, yeah. When, when it makes perfect sense. The, when Chef it, gets married. It, yeah, and, and one of my favorite sketches or 
bits from any episode is when his parents tell the Loch Ness monster story. Oh, great! I love Tree that Fitty. To, to death. Um, I think that's not just one of my favorite South Park bits, but one of my favorite bits up there with like Duck Amuck from Looney Tunes. Well, and, and the internet can thank South Park forever because of Tree Fitty memes. Right? Yeah, memes, absolutely. Yeah. Memes. No, I if I made once in uh, my buddies and I made in paint a really, really, really bad adaption of the. Uh, are you? Have, you, have I showed it to, the, to you? Already? I'm not sure. It's bad. It's in Windows Paint. I do the voice of Chef's parents. It's bad. The comments. Literally, someone told me to grab a shotgun and kill myself. Mm. No joke. Mm. <laughs> That's rough. I know. People take shit way too seriously. So more releases also today. Well, at 3 a.m. last night, Netflix released Punisher. Punisher. Season which one. I have yet to watch. Ah, we yeah. were gonna try and squeeze an episode in before the show, but yeah, it's a busy day. We're busy no, dudes. Normally. Yeah, if you don't know, our, our Andy's the head of our post-production, and me and RD essentially run the company. The day-to-day. The day-to-day, so we, uh, you know, We're try busy to dudes. find time to, yeah, we, we specifically set time aside yesterday to go see Justice League. Yes. Um, which we the all thought was release. fantastic that uh, that was part of a job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, kind of insane that, you know, we have to go watch movies or we have to play video games or we have to read comics yeah. just so that we can do reviews yes, on this stuff. I, I, I never like, thought that I would be quite here, but, you know, now that I am here, I like it. I like it, too. Is it fun? Yeah, it's, really yeah, it's nice. kind of tough, though, to explain to a girl who doesn't, under, your girlfriend who doesn't understand the whole the whole scheme of things. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I got to go see Justice League for work. Right. My wife was totally fine with it. Yeah. I have no wife. She's a special breed. Find yourself a good wife, kids, or and husband. A good wife. Or husband. Yeah. Whatever you're into. Yeah. Just yeah. find a good partner in absolutely. life. Absolutely. But with that said, should we talk about Justice League? I was League? just about to say yes. we absolutely should. I um I gotta say, if you know me, I've been a big this looks like crap since day one. Mm-hmm. Um since day one. I, I am a giant comic book fan. I love the characters. I absolutely love the characters, which I think makes me a little more overly critical. Yeah. Um that being said, um, I think there are parts and pieces of all of their movies so far, even the really horrible ones like Suicide Squad, right? And even Batman Superman, which I thought was a garbage fest. I think there's redeemable parts to all of them. I think like Jeremy, these scenes were great. Oh yeah, Jeremy Irons Alfred is fantastic. Um, I, I could literally watch a whole movie of him. And Aquaman together. Yeah, and I could they watch. Were, they were great standouts. Diana Prince. Now oh, let's talk about Wonder too. Woman. Yeah. I thought, you know, they did a lot of reshoots. Uh, they they added more Wonder Woman into the movie, and and you know what? She is a badass. Oh, one, one complaint I would I have not enough of her score. Yes, I agree that that her theme not music enough. Is yeah, fantastic. that is something we her, talked about at the end of the her show. Her theme gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. And speaking of. This isn't really a spoiler, people, because we are very avid about not spoiling Oh, yeah, we, we literally discussed yesterday. But yeah. the fact that the 1989 Danny Elfman version of the Batman, Batman theme, theme. Was so uh, spine-tingling. Yeah. That and the Superman theme All, from, yeah. from the, from the movies. And it was just like absolutely it set the mood it set the tone it worked it brought so those chills. well yeah. it brought the, the made the hairs on the back of yeah. your neck I, I definitely, just a little bit that was definitely one of the highlights for me I um, like I said I really think there's parts that work really well mm-hmm. um, and like but uh, that being said for Justice League the first two thirds of the movie I was sitting there with my head in my hand really trying to I, I had a lot of problems with the first you two know, acts I, I didn't have as many as me you either. no Andy kept looking over and to see like how I was reacting I'm just yeah. sitting there with my hand in my 
my hand on my face, just being like, "Oh my god, this." I is think I was enjoying it the most for the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I probably. think I was the odd man out. I, I think so. But that being said, <laughs> we happen to sit that way too. Yeah. That that being said, that being I'm said, also a fan of Batman Forever. So moving that, and that's, on, we'll touch on that next because <laughs> um, we're not letting that one sneak by. Um, so um, I will say, for as much of a train wreck and uneven as I thought the first two acts were, I thought the third act was everything you could have possibly mm-hmm. wanted in a Justice League movie. It's essentially one long action scene, and there's not much talking, but when you do get talking, you finally get some awesome lines from characters, won't say what. Um, You get some really awesome fan moments, um, really cool interactions between the characters while they're fighting. Um, You know, I'm not so... Especially when this one character gets involved. In this one thing, and then then does one thing, and then that results in one thing happening... And then, it's then about, one thing gets a medal. It's no, that's all. We're just bullshitting here. Yeah, no, Sorry, there's, guys. Um, and that's when Martian Manhunter shows. No, I'm kidding. No, shut up. I wish. I really <laughs> wish. That's my favorite DC character outside of Batman. I, and Shade I, the Changing Man. I will say that you know one thing that you know I, I I love watching is how many people get up right when the credits start rolling. There's <laughs> not are, one. Yeah, and he's like sitting there yelling at people. What are you doing? Why I'm like, you're wasting your money. Come on. There's two great the credits. You paid Andy for turns the movie. To an old Jewish grandma. You yeah. paid for the movie. Why aren't you getting the whole thing? But no, there's two credit scenes. There's a midway and then there's an after credit scene. Make sure you stick around. Which for are them. fantastic. And they're, both they're really great. good. Really, really, really good. One of them's more fan service. Yeah. I'd say they're both really they're big both fan service, fan but service. the second one serves definitely more of a mm-hmm. plot yeah. moving forward type mm-hmm. deal for maybe the Batman, maybe Justice League right. 2, maybe the next Suicide Squad. Yeah. One one moment in particular that, again, I'm going to try very hard here to describe it without describing it, uh, actually made me super excited because I am a big fan, and I've never said this on air, so nobody knows what I'm talking about or who or whom or what or but I'm a huge fan of this thing in DC Comics and the fact that and I I turned to Ian and I I think I started punching him like like friend punch like oh, oh my yeah. god oh my uh-huh. god yeah. like I can't believe that this is on the screen right now yeah, and it he was, was pretty pumped about and, that. and it's just like okay you 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 put a little nugget in there for us DC uh, I yes. I thank you very much you know, I'm I'm gonna say that they this squeezed is, it in. This is definitely this is a lot better than a lot of the controversy. You know, a lot of the people saying, "Oh, this is gonna be a shitty movie. This is gonna be terrible." Yep. Go ahead and give it a check. Give, uh, give it a it's watch. It's probably DC's second best you know, film, I'd say, besides Wonder Woman. In what, terms yeah, of the visual, new the visual effects were were solid. Oh yeah, well, that's, really always, that's always that's always Zack Snyder's strong suit is the visual yeah. end of things. I mean, you know, three, the I fight love scenes, the action scenes were great. Absolutely, I mm-hmm. absolutely. I, um, I I was very much a non-believer in this movie and I will say it is it might not be amazing it's worth going to see it's definitely worth seeing at least once Syrian Hines killed it oh with, yeah he was great his voice acting as Steppenwolf he the, was great the, uh, the villain of the movie mm-hmm. named Steppenwolf not the band but the villain he's still born to be fucking wild but <laughs> puns but now a lot of people had complaints about, about the villain well I the, feel the like big, most of the complaints were the CG I the, think that's the, really yeah. what the it complaints was. were. The villain uh, and uh, I just love his and, voice. And Let's be honest; it has a thirty-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so there's a lot of complaints. But I feel like it keeps fluctuating. No, as the it days keeps dropping. Does it? Oh yeah, it started off um, much like uh, about twenty percent higher than that. No, yeah. the rumor was that it was eighty-two, and then it turned out it wasn't even close. That it was closer to fifty-something, and now it's dropped to thirty-six. Last I checked, that's never a good sign for box office returns. Anyway. We had fun. 
Oh, yeah. I, I, like like I said, I really thought it was going to be just a shit show all around. Yeah. And I walked out with a lot of a lot of things I really liked about it. And, and if these three comic book nerds had a good time watching a movie... Two and a half. Okay, R.D., you I'll, know, I'll you're getting half. into it. You're still a person. And, and this is you why... Know, this isn't this, two and a half men. This here. is why R.D. is a half geek. As he previously said, he has love for Batman forever. Okay, we gave him a little bit of shit for that last night. More than we got into the it. conversation, who is the greatest Batman that has ever done the screen? Now, personally... I don't mind Affleck as much as Ian does. And with Ian's... Ian, go ahead and explain your problems My with Affleck. My problem with Affleck isn't so much his performance. It's mm-hmm. I just can't get past the Ben Affleck He's of Ben Affleck. He's Ben Affleck. That is, Bat- that is Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah, he's Very ben much Affleck. so. When I see him in the cowl, I don't see Batman. I see Ben Affleck's jaw. Yeah. Also, I think the material he's been given isn't the best. Um, whereas I think Henry Cavill was finally given the perfect Superman material in this mm-hmm. film. Um, I think they've ruined... They've made this version of Batman the punchline guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Batman's good with his straight punchlines on occasion. While but... simultaneously making probably the best Superman yet. Absolutely. Without question. Yeah, without question. That's Superman. Um, the, the, the time that Superman's in the film is absolutely... That is Superman. I think that's my favorite parts of the film or some of the Superman um, my, my personal favorite is everything with Alfred and then the, the this isn't a spoiler because it's in a bunch of the trailers right. is the underwater scene with Aquaman right. I, I honestly wasn't too excited for that movie I love the character in general mm-hmm. I do um, one of the best new 52 runs there was um, plus 90s hook hand Aquaman's badass um, that being said I wasn't too excited really for any DC movie after right. the last couple right. after watching the scenes underwater um, with Aquaman and, and uh, Mira I could not be more excited for that movie. Yeah, yeah and, and coming coming from a, a standpoint of uh, you know I've done I've done some VFX work in the past. I understand you know how difficult one of the most difficult things in VFX is water, and and making water look good. And I can't even fathom you know doing VFX for underwater fight scenes, but they did it, and, and did it well. didn't look like crap. It did not look like garbage. Yeah. Absolutely, it looked great. It looked really. I was really worried about how mm-hmm. that was going to look and how that was going to feel and how that was going to play out. And I just, I was very that that scene blew me away. Yeah, it was definitely a badass scene. Now, another thing I like to touch on about that movie is, I enjoyed Ezra Miller as the Flash just because I thought you know his dialogue was good. He's a funny kid, funny actor. But, oh, he's a great actor. But great actor, as you were saying, he's not Barry Allen. No, that if anything, they wrote Wally West and named him Barry Allen. That it, everything that comes out of his mouth is is I could see Wally West right. saying, and and you know it's not a bad thing. He, it, what they did with his character in terms of the context of his role in the film works. Mm-hmm. That being said, I hate it. Right. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, I, I it's not his. Nothing against him, at all. Well, it's like the, I felt the I felt a strong comparison that it was he was kind of like the Spider Man to the Captain America in Civil the sense War. that he was a little the young, bit, the guy, young but, kid who's kind of starstruck guy who's by to be the super smart though. Right, like he's a crime you know crime lab guy, and, and he's he, asking and he's asking some of the stupidest silly questions. questions. Yeah, he's basically the audience proxy for the punchlines. Right. Whereas I guess they all kind of had everyone pretty much in that movie except Cyborg and Wonder Woman have punchlines. Yeah, and even Wonder Woman a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Cyborg was very, it was a very serious role I think the whole time. So a now little, that now that you uh, have successfully changed subjects, why do you like Batman Forever so much? Ah, oh, Batman Forever. Well, first of all, let me just say that I don't. 
think it's like the greatest movie as a movie storyline, all that. I just like the casting in it, I guess I should say. I love Tommy Lee Jones, love Jim Carrey, love Val Kilmer. I thought that just the, I like the the visual is like the, how how it looked. It was dark at the time for oh, you know. Oh, so comic booky. Yeah, it was very, but it was dark. It was like Gotham was very dark. It seemed like. But I feel I like know. that's more attributed to Tim Burton. I feel like the, the dark yeah. leftover stuff was from the first two movies. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I'm if you know me, I'm not a huge fan of Tim Burton's Batman films, but. I respect them because without them we wouldn't have gotten Batman the animated series. Right. And and honestly, I'm going to go with the the truest answer of total n- nostalgia. You know, just okay. it was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. I, it was like one of those that I had on VHS even and was just just played it and played it and played it and Yeah, I uh, I, liked I, mean, I liked it when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. same here. Um, I probably I haven't watched it in a while, so ooh, you know, yeah, you maybe should, you I should, should watch it that. again. You should rewatch that and you know? realize you can't get through about 20 minutes of it. I haven't watched it in a while. It's been probably since I was a kid, actually. Yeah, at least um, since I was I like think it's on in college. It might be on Netflix. Your homework is go home and watch it this weekend, and see so I can fall in agreement. Actually, your feelings. Actually, your assignment this weekend is read some comics. Yeah, no, I've got comics to read. Oh, I know. Actually. I gave you. I yeah. gave you some, and you got. I'm going to send a list your way. Yeah. And um, speaking of comics, big, big Marvel news. Giant yes. Marvel news. Um, Axel Alonso is out as editor in chief, and uh, CB Sabolsky is in. Um, that's very, 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 very big deal. Tell us why it's yeah, a big deal, Ian. Um, well, basically, you know, the editor-in-chief is kind of, he's responsible for the flow of how the comics go, mm-hmm. how the universe is moving, and I have just have not been a fan, and a lot of people I know who are lifelong Marvel fans haven't been a fan of how the things have been moving. Um, now, with Sabolsky, um, I actually had the opportunity to meet him for a few minutes um, at Comic-Con at C2E2 uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Nicest guy ever. Um, but he is, he was their talent, uh, like coordinator, their talent liaison, something like that. Um, so he, he's very much friendly with all their creators, all their people. I think, I think what we're seeing with Marvel with Bendis leaving and Axel Alonso walking out the door, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a shift more back towards a classic Marvel look. Mm. That being said, um, Marvel, Marvel doesn't even use the Marvel method of comics anymore. DC does. It's kind of funny. Um, I'm not going to take the time to bore you guys with what the Marvel method is, but if you have a second, go out and Google it. Um, so yeah, that's a little little bit of comic book news for this Geektainment week. But uh, yeah. So do you think that Marvel will take a direction kind of like DC did with the New Fifty Two sort of deal um, with that I, with that change? I, I would hope that it they would more something like Rebirth. New Fifty Two is very much a it's a new thing. They tried something new. There's a lot that fans loved about it. A lot of fans stuff that fans didn't like. Um, whereas Rebirth is more so them listening to people's reactions from New Fifty Two mm-hmm. and um, what came afterwards with Convergence and all that stuff mm-hmm. and really giving fans what they want. Um, I think Marvel, because they've had market share for so long, are just kind of like, oh, no, we're going to do what we want to do. Like a couple years ago, they said, we see the industry switching to a more like yearly volume type thing. Bullshit. That's what you guys wanted to happen. That's what you're pushing on people. It didn't work. People didn't like it. People, a lot of people are saying it's because of the the PC characters with, you know, the new Miles Morales character and and the new Miss Marvel. And I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it has to do with the content not being too great. Mm -hmm, Uh, Because I I personally, the new Miss Marvel comic actually was quite good at the beginning. But when you look at some of the other stuff that she's been in, it's kind of dropped off. Um, It's just, you know, there's some some great books in Marvel. A Dan Slott Spider-Man run is 
uh, incredible. It's the I think the best Spider-Man run ever. Um, I just finished a, a Marvel book you get game oh, Moon Knight. The Marvel now Moon Knight is freaking fantastic. Warren Ellis awesome, knocked man. it out of the park with that character. I I really I forgot hope to you bring see it back some. today. But oh, Andy, get on his case about that. Yeah. Hey, give it. I want it. It's my uh, turn. You gotta no, no, read Black Science. There's some great man. stuff, uh, like the Captain America stuff that's been going on recently, um, like with Secret Empire and some of that stuff has been really good. Um, that being said, there's a lot of really, really just bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's you know good and bad stuff with every publisher, but Marvel really has kind of moved away from what made Marvel Marvel, which is a bit of a bummer. I mean, literally, DC's making comics with the Marvel method, and Marvel's not. Right. So, I mean, yeah. Seems like Marvel's very caught up with Marvel Studios stuff. It seems well, like. that's no, no technically, yet yeah, no. no? Um, Marvel Comics come out through Marvel Entertainment, which handles the toys, the television, everything but the films. Marvel Studios is essentially its own company, oh, okay. separate from Marvel Entertainment, and the two don't get along. Um, a couple years ago, there was a Marvel Creative Committee, which involved Brian Michael Bendis and a handful of other people who are writers. Mm-hmm. And they had input in the movies. And Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, is it Feige? Feige? I never I think know. it's Feige. It's one of the two. Right. And, yeah. um, and he basically disbanded that right. because they were interfering too much. And the first film that we really saw that didn't have their influence was Civil War. Really? Yes. Uh, or it might have wow. been Doctor Strange. It happened during production of Civil War. So I don't know if it was Civil War or Doctor Strange, but basically at a certain point they had stopped having input. And I think that actually has a lot to do with why Bendis left Marvel. Hmm. He hmm. tells this story about being in Ohio and seeing the Superman statue and it blah, 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 blah. But I really think it's because while this snuck this under the radar when they announced he was coming to write for them, he's part of the films now too. Uh. He has a say in the creative side of the films, which I think is why he was one of the big things for him to jump. So we might see some much stronger DC films uh, down the chute, maybe. 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 It's a possibility. We'll, we'll, never, we'll never You're a little uh, hopeful? discount um, that. I'm, I'm more hopeful that Jeff Johns uh, will get it together for them and, and give us what we want to see. Good old I think, Jeff Johns. I think the best moments in Justice League came from probably him and Joss Whedon. Hopefully, I'm guessing. That's so, just speculatory. How excited are you guys to binge out on some Punisher oh, this weekend? so excited. Very very yeah. excited. It's going to be a good week. John Bernthal is a terrific Punisher. He's having, having, said, great, man. having said that, I still love um, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. He's great. He was a good Punisher. He man. was a good and Punisher. And I loved that that short that they did, Laundry Day. Oh, that was fantastic. Just just as a way they were trying to like get Punisher back into the fold. That was. And fantastic. I don't know. I don't know who was behind that besides him, but. You know, it was it was a great short. Right. But having said that, John Bernthal is is terrific. I mean, the one the one trailer for uh, Daredevil season two where it starts off and he's like one batch, two batch, penny and dime. It's just like holy shit. Never this... realized how much his Punisher sounds like Batman until you just did that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I graveled it a little bit more, but still, it it, it was just like this. You really got the sense of like Frank Castle is doing this because of his family. And and it's just like he's a totally lost man, and it, he, there's so much chaos inside of him, and and it's all stems from the the love that he had for his his wife and daughter. Well, I'm you had a chance excited. to meet him, didn't you? Yeah, Ian? a couple and he years kinda ago. He kind of let Comic-Con. you know he, no, he, more well, or less, like you're going to be excited for some shit that's coming out. Coming. He said big things are coming. If you you know. Blah 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 blah. Although to be fair, this might have been before he was Punisher, before he signed on as Punisher. Maybe. I don't know how long he's been attached to do that, but he did mention 
big things are coming. And clearly, he's a pretty big fucking. He fan. was right. Yeah. Um, and I, I have always loved him as an actor, even before he did Walking Dead. There was a sitcom he was on called The Class. Um, mm-hmm. Which was hilarious. It, mm-hmm. It's actually that's why that's how him and I ended up talking a bunch. I went up to his booth and no one was really there, and we were talking, and and I was like, I, I, you know, I'm not trying to get an autograph, not trying to get a picture or whatever, but I just want to let you know that you're great and great in Walking Dead. Love the comics. You're great as that character, Shane, but it's all about the class. And he just starts laughing, and and he literally goes, "No one has ever said that to me, ever." You made his day. I bet. I guess I did. Well, he ended up giving me a free autograph and taking a picture. Uh, for free, yeah, that's he, fucking he was awesome. a really nice guy. We ended up talking for a good 15 20 minutes. Um, you know, because normally at the con, you go up to someone, you talk to them for like a minute or two, they sign something for yeah, you. They're and like, you're ah, off. Yeah. pat your head, nice, he, he, nice he, to meet you, kid. I'll he never could not have been nicer. Took about, we were talking about 20 minutes. Hey, you're the guy was, from Viking Quest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it was really cool. Um, he was very, very nice. Um, maybe if he comes in town for Comic Con this year, we can try and get him on the show. Hell yeah, maybe, absolutely, we'll see. But uh, yeah, he was he was very very nice, talented guy. Hmm. Mm. 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 Well, Jake, why don't you go ahead and load something up because I think it's about that time, don't you, Andy? I think so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I am so happy that I now have what is called an official segment. Yeah, you could uh, just start that over, Jake. I wasn't quite ready. Sorry, buddy. Technical difficulties. You can just transition it back, bud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is this is how it goes in the uh, the video realm. The live video um, realm. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead and just hit the restart button, there Jake. You go. And, Play yeah. the package. All right. No, now Jake, now you gotta rewind. Okay. There we go. There we go. This is my new segment. <laughs> and we're gonna try that again. There All the go. way. There you go. All right. It's time for Andy's Nintendo or Don'ts. Is it started over? That doesn't look right either. See, this is the fun part of starting a new new show and a new uh, new little company here. Andy was quite adamant that we must do this this well, week. Well, we must I do and don't this this week. I was very proud about this. All right. <laughs> now, still. Yeah, that's um, that's um, hmm. Wonder what's going on with that, huh? Um, well, while we're trying to figure that out, um, what are you guys doing this weekend? Anything geeky? Nothing geeky this weekend? Ah, uh, I'm gonna. I know I'm geeking out on Punisher, and then I'm gonna read the book that you passed on to me. Back up. Just let it. Let it uh, there we go. That's not a good book. No. Okay. Um, just get off of it, Jake. That's all right. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, if you go to newradiomedia.com, we'll have that up there for you later. Just let me know when you're ready, Jake. So, um, Punisher. Yes! I am very excited to watch it. I'm very shocked at me. Normally, um, I, I watch the Marvel series right at 3 in the morning when they come on, mostly because I don't sleep and it's something to do. Um, and they're great. That being said, speaking of Marvel Netflix shows, while we're trying to figure this whole situation out, um, what do you guys think about the Disney streaming service that they announced? Yeah, I heard about it. Um, 
And then I heard that, you know, they, they're probably going to end up pulling all the Disney films, including Marvel films, off of Netflix. But then that begs the question, are we going to lose the original television series? Yeah, well, it's actually one of the things I'm very curious about. Is it going to keep going on Netflix? Are they going to switch them over? Are they stopping? Um, what's going on with that? You know, it's very interesting. They never really announced the details of everything until it's happening. Um, so, you know, I guess we'll we'll find out. That being said, we're getting a new Star Wars series, which is very cool. Yes. Um, and that's going to be on the Disney... Uh... That'll be on the Disney streaming thing. I'm okay. curious if that has anything to do with the the series that George Lucas was working on for years. Supposedly over 65 scripts written for it. Um, I'm very curious to see if that ends up being any of the basis for what they're doing. I'm guessing not. Because last time he gave them a bunch of notes, they kind of threw it out the window and gave us The Force Awakens, which I'm fine with. Um... That being said, it'll be interesting to watch something set in that universe that's a different medium than we're used to. Uh, It's not an animated series. It's not a movie. It's not a really bad Christmas special. It's going to be a live-action Star Wars series. So... Yeah, I like... I. You know, I'm interested to see how Disney plays that whole thing out because... What, what, is there just going to be a lot more Star Wars content, a lot more just just Disney? Is there going to be more Disney original content related? Yeah, absolutely. For, relatable for everybody, like from all age content is kind of what I'm wondering about it. Um, well, you know, they started doing those, those animated shorts. Uh, I forgot what they're called, but they're like more kid-friendly Star Wars animated shorts. Um that take place um, throughout various times and whatnot. They just released one where Captain Syndulla meets Han Solo, or General Syndulla at the time. Or current, I guess she's alive during Return of the Jedi, which is kind of cool. Nice. Uh, one of the characters on Rebels. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that was actually one of my favorite things in Rogue One was when they name-dropped her as well as sh- showed Chopper and you saw the ghost. And right. It was right. very, very awesome um, as someone who watches those. so. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we're just about ready to do this. Uh, it is now time for Andy's Nintendo's or don'ts, and it didn't work again. Okay. But we can just go from here. No. No. Stop it. Just, just stop. stop. We'll just do it another time. It's fine. It was, it, it was, it was a noble attempt. It was. So Very... next week we'll have the very first Andy's Nintendo's and don'ts. And don'ts. Which will be want, cool. You want to tell us what that's going to be about, Joe? No. No. Total surprise. Nope. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> totally surprising. Which All is right. cool. Does anyone have B24? B24. Bingo. Bingo. Cool. Bingo. Cool. That wasn't really a segue to anything. I just. No, there's something yeah. that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay. Though. Is it Batman I, Forever? No. I do, though, want to know what everybody is currently just geeking out on. Ooh. That's. Um... Like, a, like, what? Okay. Well, it's not really anything. What are you guys I'm, geeking out on? Not really anything I'm watching. Eating currently. Um, that it being be said, um, new toys. Okay, are, are you hinting things. at something? It could be all Is sorts there, of things. Are you hinting at something? No, already? Okay, saying. well, I wasn't going to be that guy, but I just got the iPhone 10 yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it so far. Um, I know it's not Whoopee. the most ground make groundbreaking phone, this and that. But as someone who has, you know generally has an iPhone. Um, I'm very much enjoying it. It's it's the same size screen as mm-hmm. the 7s Plus, but way smaller. Yeah, show them um, side by side. Comparatively speaking, this is, you know, That's a so even 7S with even with a pretty bulky case on one. it, you know, it's smaller. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, which is awesome because they fit the screen all the way to the top and to the bottom. Um, I haven't had a chance to play with the camera yet, but supposedly it's fantastic. Um, I, I just enjoy it. I, I, you know, I'm not, there's nothing too crazy different about it. They changed some of the setup things and whatnot, but I, I, I enjoyed it. If you're an iPhone fan, you'll, have you, you'll absolutely like it. Have you had an iPhone since iPhone, the first one? No, no. Um, my first phone was a flip phone. Well, what it was had your snake first, on it. How long, what was your first iPhone? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. Um, four, maybe? It might have been four or five. I don't know. I, I do a thing where I, I trade it in really quickly so I can get more trade-in credit mm-hmm. and not pay anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, I haven't really paid for a phone I in a I don't understand how that works. So, basically, if you trade, like, for example, I just had the 7S Plus. I didn't get the X because I, you, you know, whatever. You, you lease your phones now, it, Sort of. Until you pay them off. Right. Until you pay them off. Right. Um, so, that being said, I, what I do is after, when they announce the new one, I trade in my old one and get the new one. And because I trade, the 7S Plus traded in towards the X, I get 70% of the full retail value. Okay, but then you're still you're still paying extra in your bill well, per actually, month, so right? So, yes and no. Um, I have it worked out, it worked out for me that I actually pay less a month by switching to this new phone. It's hmm. like five bucks less a month because of how much money I get to the trade-in which pays off the down payment, which makes the monthly payment lower. So we're actually we're saving about five, six bucks a month um, by switching to the new phone. So it's really more of an economic thing for me. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love getting new shit. Who doesn't? Right. But um, like, you know, like yesterday, it came in and it sat in the box for a few hours because we had a bunch of crap to do, and I was doing this and doing that. And I don't know. I, I, if you're an Apple fan, you'll like it. It's definitely Is worth it. Is your favorite it. iPhone so far? I mean, they're all pretty generally the same, but in terms of design, yeah, I would absolutely say so. I'm starting to learn some of the, you know, ins and outs of the things they change around, like no home button and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's facial recognition, right? Yeah, which is pretty cool. It makes it nifty. Like when I lift up my phone, it'll just log in to the phone, and which is pretty awesome. But I tried it out yesterday. It doesn't work when other people do it, so that's kind of cool. Now, I've seen this interesting little story online where uh, a kid picked up his mom's new iPhone with the facial recognition and it unlocks because mm. their faces are so similar. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and I saw the picture of the mother and the son next to each other and it's like, and the son's like, uh, I don't know, like 10. Mm-hmm. And they really do have very similar faces. That's cool. His, his that's youthful. not cool. That's kind of annoying. Right. So if you look like your kid, almost ridiculously to the T, this may not be the phone for you. <laughs> Um, that being said, before RD segued into making me talk about my phone, um, the thing I'm geeking about right now isn't something I'm watching or reading or listening to. It is something that we are actually actively developing here in New Radio Media. Oh, really? I am beyond excited. I, um, we are working on an animated pilot for a bunch of superheroes that I've kind of had sitting with me since middle school. Um, I'm geeking out about that hardcore Andy sent me the first drawing of the character, one of the characters That's the other right. day. I drew a picture. I am beyond excited. Um, we're going out to tell it at the end of the month, like RD said, to talk to some talent about certain things. And that's one of the things we're going to bring up and pitch is get some voice actors involved. Um, hopefully we have something to announce beginning of December. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be very much like Looney Tunes, classic feel Looney Tunes Animaniacs, where it's a bunch of shorts. That could be really anything as long as they're funny. I'm cool with that. I'm just happy to be playing in that sandbox again. Um, oh, yeah. They're, they're very much um, very much a special place for those characters with me because I've had them for so long. Um, and they're all satirical and parody-type takes on superheroes you know and love. 
Can I just say one of the names? Yeah, go for it. You can chameleon say man. There's chameleon, chameleon, chameleon man. Fucking chameleon there's, man. There's uh, so many. Damn, there's uh, that's awesome. There's uh, Yentl Babushka, the Cape Crusaders. Um, and there's a uh, there's a whole bunch of yeah. Don't give don't give, give, away give away the farm. Much, but well, they you know don't there's give our, away the farm. They're man. on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, but you know there's <laughs> I mean there's a lot of content that you have written in in those development packets that I've gotten, and I was just reading through this, and I was like, holy crap! Look at all these characters. Uh, this is this is just and that got me more excited awesome. too. When Andy got excited, I got more excited. I was already excited. And then he sent me the drawing. Neither of us could sleep that night. We yeah, were just both, I could not sleep. He was drawing stuff. I was writing stuff. We were texting back and forth, calling each other. It was, oh yeah, it was exciting. It's exciting. Some and cool I may stuff. or may not have started working on another one last night. Yay, yay! I'm yeah, quite excited. Yeah, yeah. So that's really what I'm geeking out about right now. I, you know, it took us two years to get to where we are, ready to launch. Um, putting the app together, putting the website together, and now we're getting into the content side of things, and it's fun. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. It really is. Mm-hmm. So what are you geeking out about, Artie? Yes, what are you geeking out I about? I am geeking out about reading that book, Five Ghosts. Oh, it's a good one. It's um, a good one. Very. I gave Andy and RD both uh, some, some light reading. I say light as they're giant-ass yeah, freaking comic so, compendiums. Some big... Um, is, it, is that a graph? Would that be considered um, yeah, a Yeah, technically novel? it's in the graphic novel family. Um, I would say... Eh, I didn't really give either of you guys compendiums, I suppose. Just big volumes. Yeah. Um, Andy got Black Science to read. And RD got Moon Knight from Marvel Now. And as I've well actually as read... Some of Black Science, so I'm making my way through it, and it's fucking awesome. You're I in love for that show or book. That the, the the first one, like I read the the first mm-hmm. one, I breezed through that, and I, that was like the first thing Ian ever suggested to me to read when the, we first. Started I suggested talking. to everyone. He, he was everyone like, just read, read Black Science, and then talk to me. And I read it, and we became friends. It was like instantly. Yeah, it was like that. Comic books and weed, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty friends. much. Yeah, that's, that's how you make they friends do. with anyone. You know. So, Andy. Oh, hi. What are you geeking out about? Well, guys, there is something that I'm really excited about. Really geeking out. There's a new film coming out pretty soon in the month of December that everyone is looking forward. Would it be to a all. fantastic space epic? You know, it's an epic. Is it set in a galaxy far, far away? It's set far, far away. Is it the disaster it's artist? It's the disaster artist. Oh. oh, hi, Mark. If you aren't familiar with a cult classic called The Room, I suggest you familiarize yourself with it. Not Room with Rooney Mara. The Room. The Room. This movie was made in the 90s by a gentleman by the name of Tommy Wiseau. He spent $6 million on this movie. Mind-blowing. And it was a terrible piece of film. Yeah. Now, it was so bad that people like Seth Rogen and uh, Seth Green and James Franco, they were all watching this film, and they were, like, just getting people to watch it, and they would show it over and over and over again. It became a cult classic. He, Tommy Wiseau, the director, bought a billboard in L.A. and had it up for about five or six years. And it was, like, his face that said, The Room, come watch the movie. And it had a phone number, and you'd call it, and it would go to his voicemail, and it'd be like, hi, this is Tommy Wiseau. Go to www.theroom.com, watch the movie. Anyways, that is what he sounds like. this movie was so bad that the actor that worked alongside of Tommy Wiseau, Greg Sestero, he actually wrote a book called The Disaster Artist, and that's what this film is called, The Disaster Artist. James Franco plays Tommy Wiseau. His brother Dave plays uh, Greg Sestero, and Seth Rogen's in it. Uh, 
you know, Paul Shear. There's so many actors. Brian Cranston's in it as himself. That's great. And it's just this terrific movie about how um, they failed so bad that they succeeded. Yeah. I mean, they still show the room here in Michigan once a year. And Tommy Wiseau comes At and you can meet him. At least once a year. There's been At a couple least. times, yeah. Or not with him there, but there's been more and more screenings of this movie. Right. But I, that's what I'm geeking out about. I think it's going to be a terrific film. The buzz about it is really huge. And, you know, even Tommy Wiseau at one point said that this was about 95% accurate. And he said it was a good movie. So it doesn't just paint him in a terrible light, hmm. nice. which is good. I'm also geeking out on on some Star Wars stuff too. Oh, I think. Yeah, no, that, that, I've got to get Battlefront. That too, was man. the bench that the benchmark for me with Justice League was the reason I was so excited for it coming out was because it means we're less than a month away from the Last Jedi. We are right. Which I I am I can't even put into words how excited I am. Can't even put into words how excited I am. Anything Star Wars. I want to see a full force Luke Skywalker on camera. Live action, Mark Hamill. Like going I don't, I don't just want to read about it. I don't just want to see it in comic books. I, I want to well, see Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. You are. Kicking ass. Huh? You're going to see it. I'm ready. It's time. I'm ready. We've waited long enough. 30, 30 long years. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm very excited for this. Very excited for you know? this. I'll leave it at that because I could really go on for days. Yeah. D- days. So at this point... In Luke Skywalker's life. Mm-hmm. We don't know. That's the thing. No, but would we consider him like a gray Jedi? Um, I don't think that's technically canon right now. Oh. I think I think gray Jedi is really a fan canon? thing. Well, it always kind of was never really clearly in canon. Right. You know, you had the Jedis that were the people who were in between, like uh, Quinlan Voss. Mm-hmm. Um, and Qui-Gon Jinn kind of almost fell under that um, a little bit, right? Not so much. More so, he just... Did his own thing. He wasn't. I wouldn't say he was a great Jedi. I, I would say he was just a Jedi who was a bit more free thinking. And you have to right. understand also in the expanded universe, uh, which in my opinion I hate the fact that they threw everything away. And it said, was this a is big a cannon, right? But there are other people that are Force users that are not, you know, mm-hmm. Jedi. There right. were, you know, tribes of people. Although they that they introduced that the into force. the new movies, you yeah. know, with the the Wills, Church of the Wills, and um, the other one with um, the guy Lord Santeca, who Christopher Palmer played mm-hmm. in Force Awakens. He right. was from um, and which, and the Bendu. The cult of something yeah the bendu got introduced yeah oh yeah the bendu got introduced that was pretty awesome in in the animated series Mm -hmm. i've really i've got to say rebels started off very much eh for me but i have oh i'm better and better and better and i'm so bummed they're ending it because i think it just gets better and better guys i think we need to talk about the most important thing that we're getting in star wars and that would be the ferocity of the porgs Let's talk about the that for porgs. a minute. How the hell has the movie not come out and these little guys now are like stealing the spotlight? Because There's... nothing can get fanboys in a fervor like a divisive Star Wars creature. It, oh, that's the little... The it's little, the little... Yeah. They, the they, little they were modeled after like puffins. Yeah, okay. And, and so they're these little creatures that are on the island porgs. with Luke. And it, it's is just, that where they're from? I, I believe they're on oh, the okay. island with Luke because at one point there's are a, they there's force a, sensitive? I don't know, but they, there's, there's oh maybe they block maybe they're the equivalent of like, like the, the Salamari. yeah and they block mm. the force maybe that's like why he went there 
Well, there's also um, there was a photo that was released. It was uh, Chewbacca flying the Falcon. He's on what? Oct- and Octo or Octo? Octo. Yeah. Yeah. Octo. So there's 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 Chewbacca's flying the Falcon, and there's this little porg, and it's like sitting on his dashboard, yep. almost. And the focus is on the porg, of course. So it's just like. I don't know if it's just like, oh, Chewbacca likes this little thing, and he takes it with him, or if it's actually an important plot I really hope film. it's a plot thing, because there's nothing I hate more. There's, oh, look at this. It's cute, and we'll sell toys. Oh, boy, marketing. And honestly, for your whatever, favorite character, Salacious B. Crumb. So. Yeah, but he's the best character in Star Wars. <laughs> he sits there and just gets to pimp out on Jabba and watch Jabba be a, you know, crime but i don't know i mean he's not really my favorite character but i do love that character and i love the design i love his name you know i i i just like good. i like thing, his lines the thing that i liked about the original films is the magic that they you you felt by seeing these like massive puppets come to life i yeah. mean if you watch like behind the scenes stuff on return of the jedi there's like I think there's like four people inside Jabba actually operating. Yeah, them. there's mm-hmm. others. You can watch them under the platform. Right, yeah. and and so it's awesome that you know Abrams and Irene Johnson um, have decided that you know we're gonna we're gonna stick to a lot of these prosthetics, which is these animatronics. It just it's makes great. it more believable. Well, yeah, think think about this. You watch Spider-Man from the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. CG looks horrible, dated, whatever. You watch Star Wars from the 70s and 80s. Yoda still looks real because mm-hmm. he is. You can mm-hmm. literally touch that Yoda if you were there. Yep. Whereas in the prequels, after the first movie, CG Yoda, which you can't have the fight scene without him. There's no way that works with him as a puppet. There's no Boy, way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Technology uh, is. I'm sure, there's some master no, puppeteers out there. I'm sure, maybe. but like had him jumping around, like I don't know. But Not, I, I, there's I, some, yeah. there's some kind of ex machina thing going on, you know. There, there's robots some time, and stuff. There's some time. I don't think you can puppeteer form seven lightsaber combat. No, no, no. And then you know, there's. I think because Star Wars is, is the movie that got me into wanting to make movies. It was the movie that really first ever I remember being pulled into something like to a film that just nothing else mattered i was in the star wars universe i was watching the star wars universe nothing else mattered and i think a lot of that has to do with the way the characters look because it just feels real Mm -hmm. it feels like that's a place you could stumble upon and buy a drink or get shot at Mm -hmm. or what have you Mm -hmm. you know it feels real yeah whereas coruscant doesn't so much even though i love that city and like the lore the films and whatnot it just seems not real. Seems too idyllic. Coruscant. Yeah, it's just I don't know. That's just me. From the trailers, I've loved. I really love the color palette that they seem to. Yeah, be going the red, with the deep on the, reds. Yeah, the, oh yeah, in the new absolutely. One. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be great. I, I'm it's so be excited. Dirty. I mean, it, it's 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 gonna be fun. Probably good enough. It's probably amazing because they freaking gave Ryan Johnson a whole new trilogy to work with. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I mm-hmm. can't imagine they would do that if they didn't think Last Jedi was spectacular. I wonder what that trilogy will actually entail. I know we kind of touched on it a little yeah. bit last I, week. I, I heard a rumor that it's going to be Buzz Lightyear-centric. Yes! Nice. That's what I've wanted. You know, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command Fuck leaves yes. Star Command and decides, you know, there's got to be something more to, to learn this. the ways and of the Force. he stumbles onto a holocron. Now, he gets in his <laughs> ship and, and plots a course from Star Command it's Woody's all, all the way to this planet called Tokoyo. He finds a and, map to Woody. And he, you know what? You guys joke, but Woody is a Jedi Master. And so Tom Hanks Woody decides, hey, man, I'm going to teach you the ways of the Force. 
And so he has them move like these giant like letter blocks and Legos and mm. things like that. And then one day Zerg comes, but Zerg's also with Cobra Commander. Oh, and Jesus. so they double team against them, and they get the shit kicked out of them. Toy so, Story Five coming. So they have to like go coming back, and media. they have to like, you know, they 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 seek out the help of another famous set of toys, small soldiers. I was wait. I I, I was small small toys? I was thinking soldiers. that. I was on your. Page. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna come at and they're gonna Tommy Lee Jones and they're they're just gonna be they're gonna the the soldier. I don't even remember any of their names, but they were pretty cool. There's there's the, Tommy Lee Jones the one dude was the and then the other commander. dude. Yeah, the the, the, gor- the, the Gorgonites. The Gorgonites. There's that. So the Gorgonites come and they give some Kyber crystals to Buzz Lightyear, who instead of forming a lightsaber. He makes uh, a kite that he can fly out of light. Mm. Falling with. You can sky. make a lot of things with Kyber crystals. Though. Yeah. Well, he decides to make Kyber. this kite, and Kyber. and and then he's like, "Oh wait, this isn't going to help me fight at all." And then that's the end of the movie. Mm. It just ends like he's flying a kite, and he's like, "Shit." It's mm. very metaphorical. So, if anything has taught us anything, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, that's um. Ooh. Really quickly before we wrap up here, supposedly 20th Century Fox has another company looking to buy them. Uh-oh. Wow. Well, we kind of figured that, that would be that would happen, Comcast. Happen. Like the, Com- the service yes. provider? Yep. Comcast is apparently now a new possible suitor for Fox. Have, well, it's not that strange. Last no, year they bought DreamWorks. Makes sense. They bought DreamWorks last year. Right. Um, so it's not that strange. Um, but. That would suck. Not not that I don't think they'd make bad movies or anything, but we're this close to getting a full Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just give us what yeah, we just want. Just let them have it. Do just it, let please. Us have it. And then also, too, if Disney owns 21st Century Fox, we might get the 20th Century Fox logo back in front of Star Wars. Because i, I got to say, that was the one thing that felt off to me about the new movies is it doesn't start with the fanfare. Yep. It was just a little off-putting. Um, didn't make anything worse by any means. It was just I'm not used to not hearing that. That's right. very true. That's that's very very true. I, you know? I did I did miss that in the theaters, and I think that if they if they did put that in, that'd just be a nice little fan service, you know, because that's Agreed. that was part of the excitement that, and then the Lucasfilm logo, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far away, boom! It was it, that was Star Wars, oh, yeah, and so yeah, absolutely that you know, I mean, they they did try to fix something in there to make it you know for Episode Seven, but you know. On the note of theme songs, favorite theme song, like you got the that's, Batman that's theme, really Superman tough. theme. That's I mean, we can even go tough. video games with it. I like Zelda. Ooh, that's a tough one. And I like Mario. A There's lot. a lot. I mean, I don't know. I, like I wouldn't say it's. A, I wouldn't minimalism. say it's a theme for a show, but I'd say one of the themes mm-hmm. from Star Wars, uh, Binary Sunset. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that is by from John Williams, one of my favorite written pieces, composed pieces of music, ever. I listen yep. to it every night when I go to sleep. It's on a playlist. I mean, I can give you a group of ones I yeah, liked. Me I mean, too. the Wonder Woman. Uh, Facts you know, of Life. That's what it is. I, I love. I love uh, the score from Mad Max. Uh, Iron Man Three. Mm. Like, the, the, what about the, Game the of Thrones? Ramen Dajwadi. Yeah, but who oh, also oh, did the first oh, Iron Man? Because oh, of South Park, yes, though, yes, all I did. ever hear now is "We," you know, it's touching "We," you know, it's yeah, but that's the theme. I'm thinking like "Reigns of Castamere." Like the Lannister okay, theme. Yeah. No, they have a great score on that theme. show for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Very good. So now that we've finished bullshitting the last 10 minutes of our show. It's been great talking to you, world. And 
We will be back again next week on Black Friday. Ooh. Hope everybody's going to go out and get some great tech. Might have some cool product openings. You know, what a toy. Yeah, we might have some unboxings. You never know. But anyway, I am R.D. Van Houten. I'm Ian. And I'm Andy Bishop. And you guys are listening to Geektainment Weekly right here on New Radio Media. Much love. Thank you, guys. Peace. See ya. Geeky weekend.